0: Him. we have to go back hello everyone welcome back to the flashback Flix retro movie podcast i'm ricky i'm grayson and with the streaming premiere of the mandalorian season two biggest <laughs> way to disney <laughs> plus uh we are going to be reviewing the 2010 rom-com uh actually i think it might be categorized as something a little bit different uh it's an action comedy romance so a Mm. ram cam nope that's not i don't think that's
1: uh, crom ram crom Crom ram
0: that's that's what it's called uh Mm. (laughs) the bounty hunter starring jennifer aniston and gerard butler Mm -hmm. now Just so that people know, straight up front, I have not seen The Mandalorian yet uh, because Uh. I have a child and my Disney Plus subscription has been exclusively used to watch The Lion King back to back (laughs) nonstop. So that's, that's it. And then when he goes to bed... I go to bed.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Well, no spoilers then on The Mandalorian. But like The Mandalorian, um, this episode may be shorter than expected.
0: <laughs> yeah, so d- just to give you a little bit of uh backstory. So Bounty Hunter came out in 2010. But you're like, why would people decide to make a random movie about Bounty Hunters? Because
1: it's a complicated profession.
0: It is. Uh, and largely people became more aware of that occupation due to the a e reality show dog the Bounty Hunter oh, uh, way back
1: yeah.
0: uh in 2004 uh it was cancelled in 2012 uh but the series was about uh Dwayne dog Chapman and his wife Beth uh and their sons and daughter and they pursued bail jumpers across Hawaii and Colorado and so that that was a whole reality show' it was just them bounty hunting and so it kind of became huh. part of the zeitgeist and like what happens with most things that hit the zeitgeist is that they they end up making a movie that kind of revolves around it. And so uh the Bounty Hunter is a movie all about how a bounty hunter, uh Mr. Hunter, uh played by Gerard Butler. <laughs> I wish
1: that was true. <laughs>
0: Uh, he learns that his next target is his ex-wife, played by Jennifer Aniston, a reporter working on a murder cover-up. Soon after their reunion, the always-at-odds duo finds themselves on a run-for-their-lives adventure. Tale as old as time. as old as time. So this movie, there's not really a lot of information about this movie because it didn't, I should say, it was not received well. Uh, it did fairly well in the box office as far as money goes. Uh, with a budget of $40 million, it earned $136 million worldwide in the box office. Uh, but people did not like this movie. Mm. Uh, Robert Ebert gave the movie one and a half stars uh, out of four. Slow. That's Which slow. I think, like, one star, sure. But the half to not fully earn the second star? Ah, that is uh, that is a bounty not worth hunting. Yeah, uh, it did
1: win some awards, though, Ricky. Like, I got to oh. give it some credit. Yeah, it won yeah. A, a BMI Film Music Award. Uh, George Fenton won for Best Film Music. Uh, and then Guild of Music Supervisors Award. Uh, it got a GMS, which is what that stands for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went to Julianne Jordan. But at the same time, nominated for Worst Picture for the Razzies, Worst Actress is a Razzies, Worst Screen Couple uh, between Gerard Butler and Jennifer Aniston, and Worst Actor Gerard Butler. And see, that's just wrong to have to do a sweep like that. But that's the Razzies. They like to make people sad because Mm -hmm. the Teen Choice Awards, they also got nominated for Choice Movie Actor in a Romantic Comedy to Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. Um uh plus, and I think it's worth noting because we are gonna give this movie all the love we possibly can. Oh, uh yes. they won a yoga award for oh wait, that's like a negative Razzies yep. thing. Yeah, never mind.
0: Not, never mind. <laughs> but they won the oh nope, it's it's
1: not but that good Teen things. Choice Award, that was real. <laughs> oh and the music God. stuff, they won, not just nominated. So
0: yes. yeah. Now now something else that we should keep in mind is that Gerard Butler, uh, in this era of time uh, really made his way into the hearts and minds of people with the breakout hit of 300 as King Leonidas. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then ever since then, uh, he kind of bounced between being in romantic comedy movies or really (laughs) intense thrillers Uh, since 300 uh, notable mentions would be like PS. I love you uh, where he played Jerry. Uh, And then we had, uh, Gamer, where he played like this really intense, uh, like kind of avatar type character, uh, in 2009, and then law-abiding citizen, uh, which is also another kind of intense crime drama, uh, and then he did Bounty Hunter, and then right after that, How to Train Your Dragon. and So, uh, I think also something that people weren't really too pleased with was they're like, I don't know how I feel, I, I don't know how I want to feel about him, like. Is he an action star, or do I love him?
1: <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. The answer is yes.
0: Uh, because I, I remember that being in the tension. It's just like wait a second, like King Leonidas, because it, it was such a. It's like um, Kelsey Grammer. It's it, it, like he, if you see Kelsey Grammer, you're like you're gonna think Frasier mm. um, or you know, executive producer of the. Hit TV show girlfriends those are the two roles but it's yeah, not yeah. when i see kelsey Grammer, i'm thinking okay we have Frazier, and uh so I, I think that also might have been something that attributed to uh the the not as warm of a reception to this movie at least by the critics
1: yeah i think beast i think beast when i see kelsey Grammer. yeah oh yeah or Wait, cheers which is oh. still Frazier, but i think cheers
0: <laughs> yes yeah. yeah. I also think cheers. Like cheers to him. Uh so this was actually my first time watching this movie. I remember watching the trailers uh and not seeing the movie. Uh but it was 2010. I had like a lot of stuff going on. Uh I definitely oh, yeah. saw How to Train Your Dragon though. So mm-hmm. it was I just made choices. Okay. I mean you were graduating from college that year. I was so oh, you, thanks for reminding me. I was yeah. thinking I'm just I just assumed I was really busy. Uh, oh, but you're right.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I just, huh. I just realized I missed my ten year college reunion. Huh.
0: That was today. Oh, <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, so was was this your first time watching this movie? Oh,
1: most definitely. Yeah, it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had not seen it before. Similarly, though, where I remember the trailers and the posters and all of that. You know, there are several movies, Ricky, where you know you and I there was a period of time where we went to the same restaurant at the mm-hmm. same time on the same day and ordered the same thing for years. Yep. And in those conversations, which is kind of how this podcast got bored out of those, those conversations, um, w- there were a lot of TVs in that restaurant. And those TVs would play nonstop like sports and commercials and stuff. And we would see a lot of movie trailers without any of the sound. And I distinctly remember this being one of those movies that I saw the movie trailer over and over again with no sound. It's like this and The Tourist with Johnny Depp. <laughs> and uh, that is my that is my only personal connection, is sitting at Buffalo Brothers in Fort Worth and not hearing the trailer of The Bounty Hunter. That's as close as I can get with this.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up too because... It reminded me of, like, I feel like I saw the trailer, but I don't think I knew that they were exes. Cause that's like a huge plot point. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: that's so, why they needed a graphic for it in the cold open. Yep. Yeah.
0: That's their ex.
1: Mr. Uh, X.
0: Cause I, I remember thinking that it was like, oh, this, like, some really weird Stockholm type thing of just like two unlikely people meet. And fall in love. I'm like, wait, why? Because I knew it was a rom-com, uh, uh, yeah. and maybe that's just because I saw Jennifer Aniston in it, and maybe that was just on me.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because it's kind of got that Mr. And Mrs. Smith vibe to it. It does when yes. you piece together that triangle of the Pitt, Jolie, Aniston, and all that, yep. and then Gerard Butler's just there, happy for a payday. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's all in the same area, but I'm glad we saw this, Ricky. I'm glad yes. we saw this. Uh we'll get to reasons to recommend at at the end, but um it was fun. You know, I I I've been going through Apple TV uh and I, they had like the free trial and then they they wrapped me in, oh, help me. They wrapped me in another s- streaming service uh and I watched all of the morning show. And so oh, yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah, Jennifer Aniston. So this would have been six years after friends had been off the air. I think that's about right. And um, you know, that was a weird time where everyone was transitioning into whatever the next big thing would be for the the cast of friends. And right. so you have like in you know, early 2006, you had Matthew Perry on Studio 60 and you had right. uh, David Schwimmer doing more theater stuff. And all of these projects were happening and Jennifer Aniston I'd, I'd say more than anyone else was like yeah I'm going straight to film yeah. um and so this was part of that post friends rom-com or act a- a- com rackum uh Rocking. those those comedies like the breakup and and uh the rest where <laughs> you He's can see to you well, you can see, yeah, you you can see that transition there, and so I, I really enjoyed watching this, uh, this movie, and I think there was enough distance. You know, ten years is our rule. There's got to be ten years, but this felt like a very modern comedy, especially yeah. with, uh, with two actors that basically, you know, it's it's close to Halloween, vampire blood. They have the vampire blood. They yep. never age.
0: Yeah. And I was very pleased to find that we have a secret Fourth of July movie, uh, just round right the gig. I'm like, oh, that's so oh, great. I
1: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I I enjoy this movie, and you will hear this more so in my recast remake. Uh, but I just really I I love this premise. Uh and listen, it was a fun movie. Like I think that the the little adventure that they went on, it was cute. Uh I I mean, I'll be honest, it wasn't like groundbreaking by any means uh it definitely felt like it was like paint by numbers rom-com um which in, in you know a lot of rom-coms that you know you're gonna get like the classic misunderstanding uh mm-hmm. the big grand gesture uh but these two characters i think that they were great and i was not expecting uh as much of the crime drama also 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 Uh, Dorian was in this movie, uh, and I call him Dorian because that's how I remember him, but he was the main villain in The Mask. Uh,
1: Oh, that guy. Yeah. So he was Earl in this, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, Peter Green, uh, played Dorian in The Mask, uh, Mm -hmm. and I was just so, I was like, Dorian, what are you doing? Oh man! Thanks for the head headcanon. I just thank you. Thank, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Uh, and that was uh that was great. Really, really good. great.
1: Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Definitely one of those. That guy. I also enjoyed Jeff Carlin in the movie. Uh, um, yep. I enjoy Jeff Carlin whenever whenever he pops up. Um, and Jason Sudeikis. You know, this is this is pre the Millers. Uh, with right. Jennifer Aniston and Jason Sudeikis. But yeah. a lot of a lot of great uh character actors in this.
0: So. Let me ask you, Grayson. If yeah. you were given five thousand oh, uh, dollars, thank to you. bring your to bring your ex to jail, oh. uh, the bounty hunter, would you do it? I'd
1: have to say, which ex? Um, <laughs> I mean, five thousand dollars is a lot of money. Um, a lot of money. Um, no, in this I,
0: economy, that's a million dollars.
1: Fortunately, that yeah, fortunately that is not a a scenario that I find myself in. I, oh. I've I've never I've never had an ex wife and I've never been a bounty hunter, Uh, would you, Ricky, would you take your ex to jail?
0: I mean, I have to say I think I would.
1: See, the main Uh, thing is it seems like a lot of work for $5,000. I mean, you you run a production business, Ricky. You know what you can do for $5,000. This guy got shot at. Oh, right. But that's just because, see, listen, if,
0: if if it were to be the exact same situation, ah, no, I'd be like, oh, no, we're we're done here. We're taking you, go get my money, and we'll let all the gun shooting happen to someone
1: else. Mm, yeah, um, you outsource that. That's a third yeah, yeah, party no, that service. Would, yeah. But
0: I'm just saying, if, if, if there's a bounty on an ex of mine from my history, uh-huh. would I take them to jail? I, at the very least, would invite them. To a a nearby Chili's, mm. close enough to a precinct, and see if I if they're like I, they're here, they're waiting
1: for mm-hmm. <laughs> they're waiting for the the ribs to come. So it's a sting, it's a sting operation, yeah. and hopefully the police will comp your meal. It's really yeah, the best that, case scenario there.
0: Yeah, that I would uh, I would take.
1: Yeah, I think my issue is I'm pretty confident that all of my exes could take me. You know, like oh, yeah, well yeah. No, like this. This is hypothetical anyway. But even in a hypothetical situation, mm-hmm. uh, that's not <laughs> that's not no. happening. No,
0: no, like, and that's why I'm saying I'm saying a nearby Chili's, Absinzerts, and like cover the to go meal. And I mm. think that that's a I think that's the closest. But then I have to worry about uh, the revenge
1: because. Uh. Uh, Cause they're
0: like, I'll get you. I'll yeah. get you Ricky.
1: You know what I think we really need to worry about is that you and I are both married men and we've spent way too much time even referring to our exes at this point. You know what? Fair. And Chili's cause they're not a sponsor. So <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna make like a criminal and bail. Oh, nice. Oh, there we go. Nice. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, let's be honest. If either of our spouses Find out that we were talking about our exes. I mean, they're probably going to kill us with the headcanon.
1: Headcanon. <laughs> <laughs> Longest transition time. ever.
0: <laughs> Should have stretched because it was a reach. Headcanon is part of our show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Uh, so, uh, my biggest piece of headcanon just largely has to do with the world that uh, Dorian. I want to. I, he's an actor. I know that he has... Uh, a human life with emotions uh, Peter Green but you know the mask he in the mask he had a somewhat of a cartoon like demise mm. uh, I think we are led to believe that he died but we all know that uh, uh, if we are having that story take place in a semi comic book like world that it would not be unrealistic for him to you know survive and just go on living a different
1: life yeah yeah, so it's a continuation. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. My head canon revolved mostly around the uh, Jason Sudeikis character of Stewart. And um, I like to believe that Stewart, uh, even though he is working for the newspaper, he is secretly a serial killer. Um, I mean, oh, he, wow. he knows what he's doing when it comes to following people. Uh-huh. Uh, and. He, he speaks in third person, which is always a, a red flag. I'm looking at mm-hmm. you, Elmo um, and he you know he broke into her apartment. Let's not overlook that. He broke no. into her no. apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was looking at the you know the early interactions that we have with Stuart when they're talking about the case and all that. And I think it's it's believable that Stewart could have killed the original Walter Lilly. And that he, oh. he framed Mr. Mask for it. Oh um, and the motivation behind that was because he knew that Jennifer Aniston's character would be assigned to it so that Stuart could then partner with her on the case and get closer to her through developing that story. Um, he hides in the bathroom, which is super creepy. And um, I think he also wanted to work with her too because if he's able to to work this story Then he can cover up any of the details That m- might point back to him Like he's he's trying to Force his way into this This sphere of What's happening uh, and I think it's All to control the outcome So I watched it with That was if I were playing this role that would Be my secret as Stuart uh, Because he basically has no other Secrets because he has no shame um, Or pride uh, except for the fact that he is a serial killer. Wow, that yeah. is
0: uh, that's pretty solid, especially with the Elmo thing. So
1: mm-hmm. you, you yeah. had me
0: at uh, Elmo as a serial killer. So I—that's uh, what your head cannon was, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, okay. yeah. you just got tickled one too many times <laughs> and he cracked. Yep, guy yep. went nuts. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I think that's the major piece of headcanon, other than like some other kind of actor movie tie-ins. Joel Marshall Garland, who played Dwight in this movie, is also uh, I know him from Orange Is New Black as uh, C.O. O'Neill, is what they call him. Uh, But he's in that movie. I was like, oh my gosh! Uh, He was in the earlier seasons before Uh it got uh, more Genre,
1: genre swapped. Yeah. Yeah.
0: too real i think is what happened with origins <laughs> of black th- th- this movie really is like a nice little hub for other characters backstories and and also adam rose who i largely know from tiktok uh is in this movie which is really cool oh. to see uh and uh he-, he did a good job and uh so uh my head canon is that adam rose has a tiktok account <laughs> heard of it way before way before all right, now we're going to go to the part of the show where we like to talk about recasts and remakes.
1: Recast remake?
0: If this movie were to be made today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? This is maybe where I'm the most excited. So I really love the idea of The Bounty Hunter being a TV series. Okay. Uh, I think that it could easily be in the same realm as like Psych, basically, uh-huh. uh, where you do have someone who is... Uh, who used to be uh, a police officer who, like, got out of the force and basically, uh, actually, I guess I'm combining a couple of different uh, ideas, but I'm I, I thinking, like, Hitchcock, like mm-hmm. how you have, like, a, someone who used to be a superhero who's now kind of, like, you know... Uh, uh. Not Hitchcock Not,
1: uh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I see.
0: No, yeah. No, sorry. Um, uh, Hitchcock, the Will Smith movie. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I see how it can be confusing. Uh, but basically, I just think that this, this could be a really a fun, entertaining uh, procedural. Uh, but uh, but that that's the concept. I would love casting-wise, uh, and this is just largely my own personal uh, real-life people uh, fan fiction, which... I'm told it's not a good thing to do. So I'm only going to do it once. (laughs) Um, Chris Pratt and Anna Faris. uh, I want them to work in this movie. I know. But if we weren't going to do that because it's too sad. uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, I think, would be really great uh, working together. Uh, And I also... Uh, thought that uh, I pulled from Empire and I thought that Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson would be really really good oh
1: that's um, good yeah
0: yeah uh, or Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart uh, I would just love to see but but, but for, for that to happen I would love for uh, Tiffany Haddish to be the bounty hunter yeah that's and, the thing I think you yeah. gotta
1: reverse the roles for the remake yeah um, yeah Yeah, that was that was my main thing. I was like, you know, if they remade this in any form, you gotta flip the roles. Yes, Uh, it just has to happen. For my recasting, um, I I didn't. I've never realized that till this movie. Um, Gerard Butler and James Mm -hmm. McAvoy have the same smile. (laughs) They do. They just barely graze the top of the bottom lip with their top row of teeth, and it's like they, I don't know, pull it back. I'm just describing a smile now, but. Uh, it's very similar. Um, maybe it's something about putting on the American voice that causes that to happen. Mm-hmm. But I feel where you're coming from with the the, the real life power couple casting, which is right? why I went Krasinski Blunt. And keep in uh, mind we're we're flipping the roles, so Emily done. Blunt would be a bounty hunter trying yeah. to collect John Krasinski. Yeah, mm-hmm. watch that all day.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I would I would. I would watch that movie and i would also watch that movie as like a uh an ongoing series like they mm. just have like maybe their relationship is just kind of really ambiguous and like the whole season is just like well will they won't they and who, who who's this jenna fisher character who yes. comes in who tries to break <laughs> them up i think that that would be really really fun
1: could be called the devil wears kevlar just to get
0: oh good.
1: the roots of it all
0: i love it oh that's that's solid, man. We have so many ideas uh, for, for this franchise. uh yeah, I, I think that would be really cool. And I think the animated um uh, version of this would be uh basically uh bounty hunters where mm-hmm. uh each like it's just a team of bounty hunters and then they all have a different mission. It would just be a team of people who work together to find. Uh, their particular bounty.
1: You really got to see The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> it will really clearly define I what bounty hunting is. I think you're going to like it.
0: Okay. All right. Now we're going to go into our final segment where we like to give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend The Bounty Hunter?
1: I recommend The Bounty Hunter because it is a very clear-cut comedy premise. You can see how... This movie got assembled and put together, but then it's brought to life through these comedic performances. And nothing, uh, I say this lightly, nothing is so over the top that it just feels out of place. It feels consistent with the world that they've built. And what I do appreciate about, about the movie is it's all about... Choices that the characters have made. Very rarely are things just happening to them. They either bring it on themselves or they deliberately are throwing themselves into a, a situation. Um, and the characters feel consistent because of that. Uh, we know what their priorities are. We know what their history is. And so being able to play that out and see uh, the effects of that lays out the rest of the story. Um, and it it's still doesn't have as much of a bow that you would expect at the end uh, with a rom-com but there are aspects that do surprise and so um it's fun it's got a lot of action in it Uh, the actors are great jennifer aniston's always great and so if you haven't seen the the bounty hunter uh i I recommend it
0: absolutely i recommend the bounty hunter because you know i think that it is it's fun to watch premises unfold, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that this uh, this premise is entertaining. Like uh, I, I imagine the pitch is like, "Hey, w- would you ever uh, take your ex to jail if you had five thousand dollars?" And that that alone gets a, a great conversation started. And so then, <laughs> you know, you kind of watch that story unfold. And so I think the the premise has uh, bail uh, or legs. I forget the
1: the term it, it's it a is. bonding experience
0: there you go um and so i thought that that was it was it was fun and i i really do think that this uh this could easily be its own franchise uh just because i think that premise lends itself well to uh future stories to be untold and who doesn't like a good good mystery uh and i and i liked to seeing how everything ultimately came together so uh, Grayson stole, um, or I should say, uh, Grayson said the best, uh, you know, on-the-nose pun. So I, I can't really end it how I would, other than a saying. Uh, I think the real bounty was the friends who made it all the way. And that is our review of the 2010 movie, The Bounty Hunter. Let us know what you remember about The Bounty Hunter. Did you see the trailer on mute at a restaurant? Uh, let us know on our social media platforms, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Flashback Flicks. And it would mean um, a lot to us. Like five, it would mean like $5,000, but oh, not actual. Each but star is like 1000 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you could leave us a rating and review on your podcasting platform of choice on a scale of one to five, lucky dice.
1: Ah, uh, yes. yeah. So
0: I mean, well, I guess is it is it the five die or do I want? It's five like pairs? each
1: one's a roll. Yeah, I think it's pairs. So it's like ten dice total, but we're doubling, yes. doubling the ratings right. each time. I mean, not yeah. not mathematically, but conceptually. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So.
0: I think I think we ca- I think we explained it perfectly on a scale of one to five pair of five die. yeah uh,
1: mm-hmm. how'd you rate this podcast? That, that makes so- about as much sense as the actual game of craps. So Okay, yeah. Well I think I'll that take holds it. that holds.
0: And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind.
1: next time on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast
0: with november fast approaching and us not letting go of the 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 halloween hangover we are going to be reviewing the 1993 movie adam's family values it's got halloween it's got some thanksgiving
1: it's all family oh it really puts the die in venn diagram